great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. <laughs> For those who don't know, Radio Hotmap, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotmap. Hot, 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 Is it older than me? Does it pick up wind noise much? I don't know. Do you fart a lot? <laughs> <laughs> That's older than me. <laughs> when, when, what was the first question? Do we, how, how do we work this out? Yeah. Do we do show notes? Yeah. He's all got nervous. He's got nervous. <laughs> stage fright. He's nervous. He's just stage This is the traditional, this is the traditional sort of, you know, preamble that you do. Preamble. All that rubbish. It's the red, the intimidating red light. I blacked that out. She didn't have much of a clue about what was going on, did she? No, no. And I like, said, do you have a tray? Like, and the guy's going, yeah, oh, no, no, she, she'll do it for you. Like, and over there, he's waving, and she's going, hi, how are you? Like, yeah, you can try and bring them out. So, look, I'll take this one, make it easy. Actually, I, I saw you turn around with one, I was thinking, it's got himself on. He's, oh, no, because he was changing kegs. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, there's more inside, so I thought, anyway, cheers, boys. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we can't You're talk welcome. about what we're drinking. At, Oh no, just leave an account for it. Oh, okay. Uh, just, just tell them that. I'm coming back. Just oh, okay. Back, back. okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Still didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. I said to the guy that, come back. We're having dinner. Yes. Um, the trials and tribulations of trying to do radio shows, you know, with people who haven't done them before, but you two will be fine. And that means it's time <laughs> for episode 261 of Radio Hot Lap, that light-hearted podcast that takes an occasional look at motor racing. In fact, these days even more occasional than it ever has. Virtually no barbecue technology and fuck all barbecues, as folks would say. So I don't know what we do. But people keep listening, and that means the show must go on. So... And here we are, and here we are from Yas Marina in the United Arab Emirates. And I'm pleased to say I'm here with a long-time viewer who, for the first time, we've actually met up face-to-face and had a bit of a chink of a, well, what are you having to drink tonight, Mr Squiggle? Um, what am I having to drink? I'm not having a Stella. No, you're not. Another frothy tap water. Yes. <laughs> for fear that your wife, Vanessa, might be listening to the show and you'd be in trouble for having a beer. Because of course you're not. No. And I promised that we would say that you don't need to be drinking tap water. Yeah, sparkling. Sparkling. Yeah, yeah. Tap yeah. water. On my wedding anniversary. <laughs> Look, you're the one. <laughs> you got yourself in it. Welcome to the show. And of course, on my right, my 
greatest assistant this week is uh, NathanMoore.com, who doesn't need an extra .com in his name when he's already got one. Hello, mate. How are you going? <laughs> what are you doing over here, Nathan? What are you doing over here with me? And what are you doing here, sitting here with Mr. Squiggle? Or, as he's known, Theo from Newcastle, hailing from the old shut-down Iron City. <laughs> the Iron Steel City. What are, you do- what are we doing here? Checking out the colourful lights of Yas Marina Circuit at night. <laughs> Down at the marina. We're here at Stars and Bars, viewers. It's uh, apparently a venue which is replicated from Monte Carlo. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. What are they known for, uh, Mr S? We're known for their burgers and wings and uh, malt beverages. <laughs> which you will be having zero of <laughs> tonight. It's a bit frothy, that water. It is, it is. Frothy water. <laughs> There's actually another thing in the bar which is of note. It's full of pictures of the. Um, you call them a publican here? Yeah, why not? Why not? With, um, relevant... This is your part of the world, not ours. <laughs> True. No, full of um, sporting personalities, other celebrities with with the establishment, classes around the uh, around the bar. So maybe it might be an opportunity to try to get a young hero on the wall. <laughs> really? So soon. Hey, you got to come out the blocks sprinting. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, a photo with the famous burger. <laughs> now, you are a bit of a burger specialist, uh, Nathan, and uh, we are here, apparently, uh, a brilliant burger joint. You reckon after your, your lunch today, which you had at uh, Radisson Blue, yes, Marina, that you went, that's a 9 out of 10. Didn't leave much room for improvement. See if they can top it. What did you have for lunch? A burger. <laughs> <laughs> you had to ask. <laughs> I can see viewers that they're going to need to loosen up a little bit. But um, Nathan, what are you having to drink tonight, mate? Oh, just a recommended Heineken. <laughs> Good old standard uh, stuffing myself. Also, I'm having a having a Stella, like like you aren't. Uh, also, <laughs> I'm not. Well, it's the eve. It's setup day. The eve of the third running of the golf twelve hour, I believe. Uh, Theo, and, third is um, correct. As we sit here with the lights, and the track is right there in front of us. Um, in fact, perhaps you could describe Yas Marina and the Yas Circuit sort of uh, setting better than, than us, because I didn't. Neither of us knew there was actually sort of water in the middle. It's from where we are in the hotel, which is a lovely hotel, five minutes from the track. It's sort of the track's obscured by all sorts of shapes, so you can't really pick it out. No, it's true. Where we're sitting now is is. Uh as we said before, the Monaco, the Monaco Sister Stars and Bars, which is in the in the Yas Marina, which is located at the to locate it on the circuit map would be the start of what would be the third sector. As you come down the second the second straight past the support pits, and then it starts to weave around around the around the hotel. So where we're sitting is looking straight at the support pits, the grandstand, the Yas Hotel, and the Radisson complex in the background. Um, Surrounded by beautiful people smoking shisha, massive boats which are you know, 
bigger than you can ever imagine. Shisha? What is the shisha? <laughs> what is the shisha? Is it the hubbly bubbly? Is it stuff you get up like in the Wadigan Forest, something <laughs> in Newcastle? <laughs> not yeah. that you'd know anything about that. Maybe. I'm not sure. In a previous life. <laughs> yeah, the other me. <laughs> Cessnock, Cessnock tunnels, curry curry tunnels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what is it? What do they do? It's so, to me. It, it smells like it's like this. It, it's smoking something through a lot a, a, a clean hooker. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to call it. Good way to describe it. Um, but it has a, a, a like a an apple essence or cherry essence yeah, or I mean, strawberry essence. Or basically, what it is is traditional tobacco leaves soaked in a in a uh, fruity syrup, whether it be a grape syrup, apple syrup. Uh, cherry syrup, strawberry syrup. So that's what gives it the gives it the, the sweet smell and the, the smoothness. So when you order it, you can be be clever and have fruit salads. <laughs> Feel like of strawberry and banana and things. It's quite a pleasant smell. Yeah, it goes nicely with a beer. Yeah. Nicely with Lebanese food. But did you not say yesterday to us that it's hard to find the place where you can <laughs> have um, something uh, like frothy water um, associated with the <laughs> Traditionally, yes, but um, as I don't get out much, I've, I've now learned that there are more, more <laughs> hotels and bars with shisha on tap as well as beers. So, so I guess before we get on to that minuscule amount of motorsport that we mm. talk about... Token motorsport. <laughs> is it... Uh, I think everyone that has a perception uh, is that if you come to this part of the world that it's sort of... It's, no, it's a no-booze scene or... Um, the serious answer is there are dry emirates here. So Sharjah, which is a couple of over, is, is a dry emirate. Um, but there is the biggest bottle shop in the emirates, which is freaking massive, right on the border of Sharjah. <laughs> so go figure that. But um, all the hotels here all, all serve alcohol, and it's freely accepted as long as you don't act like a tosspot around the street. You don't get nicked. The, the bigger challenge here is getting real bacon. <laughs> Well, Nathan has become a bit of an anti-connoisseur of turkey bacon. <laughs> it's pretty revolting. Yep, turkey bacon, definitely pretty chewy <laughs> after a few bites. Have you tried veal bacon yet? That's the other popular alternative. No, nope, I have not tried it just tried as bad? It yet. Um, uh, it's... Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quick side. Nothing's, you know, nothing's as good as the real thing. It was, it's just like... Oh. Yeah. No, actually, veal bacon is more stringy, and you're, like, pulling the stuff and... Not good. So, <laughs> you'll recall... You will recall Australia, and you will recall there are, you know, sayings, much like, stop carrying on like a pork chop. Well, he was carrying on like a pork chop, but that was actually a shortened term for... Could you stop carrying on like a pork chop at a Jewish wedding? <laughs> <laughs> so it's now stop carrying on well, like a chop. What's the, what's the chance of getting a pork chop in this neck of the W? There are a few places around town. The older hotels will still serve. Is it sort of like look to the left, <laughs> to the right, and okay, and just the devil? <laughs> well, they have separate kitchens, so I think there is an element of um, yes, <laughs> UTT. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's funny, you know, like, 
a lot of the locals here will quite happily drink, quite happily, you know, have a, have a beer with you in the bar, talk about getting shit-faced together, but the minute, the minute pork comes up or bacon comes up, they go all Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. But what, what is the story? Why? I, so because I think, you know, without being... Without, without being disrespectful to the, our host nation, what is the, the hang-up? Uh, my understanding is, in its crudest possible term, is the Quran talks about animals that eat and shit in the same place being filthy animals. So therefore, because pigs do that, and as Samuel L says, they're filthy animals. So ex-wives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but the, they get it bashed into them from from really young. So people that I know here and friends that I've got who are who are Muslims, like they find the smell of bacon cooking repelling. We were just on the phone to to Lars, were we not? Yeah. Christina's father, uh, and he complained quite bitterly about how the smell of bacon in the Porsche curves when he would race the 24 hours of Le Mans would upset his rhythm early in the morning. At first, a waft of the bacon. I like that. And then the next lap round, there'd be, oh, ooh, this is excellent. And the third lap would be, stop it. Which uh, happened to be echoed by Nathan's smell of a burger being cooked when he was trying to do a good lap around uh, uh, Bathurst, what's with that? Come on. Oh, I just... Bathurst is one extremely awesome track uh, with its elevation there and just got to be locked into your mindset to go fast around there, especially over the top hanging it out next to the walls, try not to leave any inches or (laughs) millimetres Um, then you just pull off the one awesome lap for qualifying. So was it like the smell of a burger done wrong that was yeah. upsetting you? That's pretty well, good. Intim- that's pretty good fire up material, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> were you smelling burgers that just go, look, hey, they're bad burgers or good burgers, hmm. or was it just burgers in general? I mean, come on. I mean, you've been the world's greatest connoisseur <laughs> yeah. of burgers at this particular moment in time. Well, I'm thinking it's possibly even. The different crowd that was when Christian Clean was driving at Bathurst because he had the smell of burgers and barbecue. <laughs> he was in a lotus. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been such a huge fall from grace. <laughs> or perhaps Shark, Shark Villeneuve, who ended up driving a two Chevaux or something like that, you know, for a two hour race somewhere. But uh, yeah, Christian Clean. Money ran out mm. there. Didn't it? Now, tell us about driving an open wheel around around the mountain. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. It's pretty hairy, especially up through the cutting, you know, yeah. around the great. Well, Nathan owns the qualifying lap record there, yeah, yeah, which yeah, effectively course. is the lap record. Well, but no one's done a faster time. No, but this Jensen Button publicity crap is mere publicity. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Mere shrubbery. Correct. Yeah. Exit, it's pretty cool because exit of the cutting, you're coming out second gear, uh, flat to the pedal straight down to the floor flat, trying to watch out for the oversteer um, from the exit, and then you're going up past the exit of the cutting. There's a, a little bump 
before the right hand kink. Um, you got a short shift to third gear, and then from there on, you're flat, just steering the car over the top, um, and then fucking fourth gear, then fifth gear, over McPhillamy, and then um, down to Skyline, and then Skyline, that's when you got to start braking for the dipper <laughs> <laughs> and holding on for dear life. But going back to McPhillamy, um, you can't see the turn, so you just got to know a tree over the top where you just got to do your apex and then hold it flat over there and hope to God that it's going to stick yeah, to the all, track. All the stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, try to run wide onto the kerb, but hit it square so you can pull it off and then you're down breaking into skyline for the dipper and then the exit do you, of the um, dipper do you, you do, do you touch going out. through the dipper at all? Does it bottom out yeah. at all? It doesn't feel like you do but through our billboard when we come back in the pits the team definitely tells you that you do, <laughs> do bottom out because <laughs> they hound you about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then forest elbow that's just dive it on in there then just get it pointed and steered for Conrod straight and straight onto it. But we get out uh, about halfway down Conrod Strait and we're already maxed out. Oh, really? With our former three cars and motors. So, and so, then the greatest feeling you know, is going uh, into the chase and braking about the 70 metre mark. So what sort of speed do you, you hit the hit the turn into the chase at? Uh, we were doing a max speed I did in qualifying was 2.55. So, to be honest, it wasn't that fast just with our motors. Sure. But it's just our corner speed over the top of the mountain and just our braking um, is where we gain all our speed yep. from. So. In slipstream in the race, we did 2.59. So then he had to pull it up for the wet. So sure, sure, fun. sure. <laughs> so, yeah. It's pretty exciting. It's good, stuff. it's good stuff. What I noticed is the difference between the supercars is the speed that you can get out of the cutting and up to that bit where the, uh, the, the kink turning towards Solomon Park. And also how far you drive it into the chase, yeah. where you use that little bit of slight compression yeah. as an effect. advantage for braking. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that's a true fact. Because mm. uh, about the 70 metre mark is where it starts to rise back up for what you're talking about. Mm. What am so, I about? <laughs> you, you do gain a <laughs> bit of advantage <laughs> before you turn left. Yeah. But that's sort of cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the lap, I think you can, if you, if you you'll find it. Yeah, I've seen it on, uh, it's on YouTube. But, uh, it's all pretty interesting. But yeah, I feel like you were going to do a better lap the next one round, but you got fucked around. Yeah, the next lap around was um, the last lap of qualifying, and I was up two temps exiting the cutting, and then just over the top, there was a slower car going around the mountain, putting around, and I happened to come across him and mm. couldn't pass him, going over McPhillamy, um, and that buggered up our lap, and then we got to check the flag, which is a shame, but coming out with the qualifying record around there is still pretty damn good. I think I've seen for a while. That, that's a bit, that's a bit of... <clears throat> Unfortunate, isn't it, that you would do that on your debut effort? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, you didn't leave anything you know, up your sleeve. No. You know, just basically hung it all out the dry. Flat record, pole, and won the race. Smashed all the business. 
But uh, your passion for Formula 3 has, well, one would not say diminished, but has, I suppose, spurred you on for interest in GT racing. And, you know, well, this is not a show about Nathan as such. It's about us all getting together and talking about motor racing. And we will talk about well, uh, a, bit more, a bit more motor racing. Suddenly you've got a, a real, you got a bit of a, a bug for GT. I suppose uh, I've blabbed it in your ear enough that you can see that there's some, some value in it. And, you know, it, it's a bit more diverse. The fact that there's more than a dozen cars in the category. No, I definitely do have a buzz for GT racing now. They're massive wheels and even their wings and slicks that they got um, with the amount of aero that they got with the GT cars. It's just um, phenomenal. So looking forward to getting more time in a GT car, more seat time. So uh, let's go back uh, about four or five weeks ago, five, six weeks ago, and we, we shot over to England. and uh, that long ago? Yeah, well, it was at the end of October. Bloody hell. I think it was the third, 30th we did a... On the 30th? Oh, yeah, it was just around the F1 yeah, weekend the here. 29th? It was, yeah. The 30th. The Gr- Abu Dhabi Grand Prix weekend, it was around that same yeah. time. The, the, yeah, we went to we went to Snedderton yeah. with Benny Simonson and Christine Nielsen, and I think the regular viewers of Radio Hotlap know all that sort of stuff. We haven't heard your words from it, but you know, the weather was fine, we chucked in and you and the others in the GT4 Janetta, and those guys thought that were here this weekend, uh, pounding around. Um, uh, and, and then the Donington race in the wet and all that sort of thing. You, you tell us how you approach the whole experience, you know, the viewers have heard from JP and I, but forces now. Uh, well, leading up to it before we headed over, I got on down to Melbourne to uh, see a guy that uh, works with Simworks, um, Jack. And uh, thankfully enough, got to jump on his sim, learn the tracks um, before we went over. And that was the biggest bonus before heading over there, was learning the tracks um, at Donington and Snedderton. Which, a bit of a shame about Snedderton, because their sim with Snedderton track was the old track. (laughs) They didn't update the new track. So there was a few more corners when I got over to Snedderton, (laughs) which we found out in the rental car. (laughs) Um, But that was really awesome. Very tight track, but fast flowing. Um, Besides the bus stop underneath the the bridge and last corner there. Um, But that was a good fun. Couldn't ask for any any better or any better weather during the Snedderton test. Um, clear skies, sunny, but it was the first taste of a GT car I've ever driven. And um, sequential box, still had to do the heel toe. Um, so that was really good. A lot of horsepower. Um, so coming off the corners was plenty of oversteer, <laughs> no traction. Um, so that was a good test with Optimum. Um, and then we went to Donington a day later uh, with Triple Eight, um, Ian Harrison, uh, with his Z4 BMWs. They were just awesome bits of kit. Uh, that was a, what can I say, a pretty fast flowing track, um, especially coming into the last corner. They had the S's instead of running the national track where had the two bus stops. So I was glad we did that. 
Uh, we had greasy conditions in the morning, um, conquered those, and then got onto the dry conditions and set a pretty good benchmark against their co uh, against their pro am driver. Um, and come apart from that, looking pretty good. Yeah, you're a, you prefer actually greasy conditions. Well, I mean, I think everyone likes to drive in the dry, but the, to, to, to be able to master the wet in greasy conditions is something that is very pleasing, I think, for a driver. Yeah, yeah I really like the uh, wet, to be honest. Well, not a lot of Aussies like it, but I just like the wet, like the outside line, hanging it out there. Well, you, you, you did the outside line. <laughs> yeah, we had the brick car around, we starting like in the middle of the yeah. grid and pretty much just ran it up all the GT3 cars <laughs> which is sort of going, what's going on here? Jesus how'd that, how'd that you, you actually surprised me with that because I didn't know that was what you were going to be doing. Yeah, Why we, did you uh, like the outside line? Because you knew they weren't going to be there? Uh, they all, we started P9 um, for the brick car vent and they all just congested against the inside thinking there was a lot more grip there and when I seen that Outline, outside line wasn't getting used and it was cold tyres, night race. I just figured that's the extra more grip, um, going to go for it. And as it all worked out, it pulled it off. Got to end of the first lap, I was in P3 outright. So <laughs> there was a few eyebrows got raised after that lap, I think. <laughs> I, think I think that's why they called the race a little bit early. Yeah, well, it sounds like. Um, Things are going good, as, as we well know, and, and that's why we find ourselves here at, at, uh, at, at, at the Golf 12 hour. But, um, Theo, you're a bit of a pro in this area, like you live here in Abu Dhabi, but you're involved with the UAE Touring Car Championship and you've got some stuff on uh, in, in Dubai up the road. From, from where... From, from where we're sitting in Australia, we sort of go, well, really, they're, they're two races in well, the same moment, but it would be the, akin to having almost something in Sydney and something in Yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate that here we have two, the two big tracks often double booked. You know, it's, it's, it's quite strange, but this event here has been organised by a European organiser, Whereas up at the Autodrome in Dubai is all run by the um, the UAE. What do we call ourselves? The ATC UAE, which is the equivalent of CAMS. Yeah. Okay. So you got this weekend. I know up there we've got um, Christina Nielsen, who yep. tested with you, uh, Nathan, is driving in the third and fourth round of the Jira uh, Cup. Yeah, the GT3 Middle East. ME. Porsche Cup, yeah. I worked out what, I thought it was me. <laughs> just it took me a while to work it out too, don't worry. Middle East. <laughs> so, they have a lot of track time, you know. They yeah. Get, like it's six hours of practice for a 20 minute and a 30 mm. minute race. So that's, that's pretty good. Well, that's pretty much become the flagship category in the Middle East now because they race UAE, uh, Qatar, Bahrain, and also I think they're racing Saudi Arabia as well. So that's um, that's yeah, that'd be the premier category here. And what other support time. categories? Are you um, is, we, it, is that the, is it the core categories at the main um, I don't know if it's fair to call them support categories as such because we have we, the way our, our racing day series works is we have 
we generally have a, a main event, which would be either the Porsches or quite often the Superbikes or the Radicals, and then there'll be touring cars behind Superbikes, as I said. Um, we had Suzuki Swifts for a while. <laughs> they were quite entertaining. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be fun round here, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, we come back to see them lap, yeah. Now, what used to happen, unfortunately, we had the grid numbers shrink quite a lot, so we ended up getting GT cars, the touring cars, and the Swifts in the same race. So you'd get um, a little pack of six bumblebees <laughs> buzzing around with. You just did that. <laughs> you, no, but you weren't driving the thing. You were just in Melbourne driving the final round of the M uh, Australian Manufacturers Touring Car Championship or whatever it was. And Gary Holt invited you to come and drive the Evo 10 again. And they had, like, all you guys. Yeah, and no. then they had the Suzuki Swift, which started 30 seconds behind. It was like sort of little <laughs> mobile chicanes that after three laps you yeah. sort of go around them. Well, that, it was a three-hour race we did uh, down in Sand, Sandown for the Australian Manufacturers Championship. Uh, Gary started a car out, uh, started the race, um, but for the first hour it was the Australian Swift series that they ran and after the first hour they got the chequered flag. But um, on, So Gary did, get the, off. Gary did get the first off. hour and ten minutes, um, pretty much bumping door to door with these Swift cars coming through them. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. We did similar things here. We used to run 20 lap races, but then um, as the, the grids dwindled down, we had to make them 20 minute races, otherwise the Swifts would definitely get three or four laps. <laughs> what happened to all these? Didn't, we, didn't Australia, we make these Chevy Luminas and things like that that used to come over and like, basically it was like mini V8 supercars. Yeah, they were. Send they them were, over here in a batch and you'd smash them to pieces. Yeah, they were, they were real monsters and they had good racing. We had, back in 2000, and when did the V East come out? 2008, was it? So we had a batch of the VZs running around, or the VYs, whatever the previous model was, and then yeah. we got a batch of VEs coming over. So we had, it must have been 30 out of these bloody things running around, causing havoc and really big racing. The local boys here, they bloody love, called Luminous here, but basically to, to everyone back home, it's the Commodore SS. They go crazy for them. And what's really funny is the um, the local the local boys, where's, where the idiots in Australia put Chevy badges on their cars, the boys put Holden badges on them. It's, it's quite funny. <laughs> but um, that that is. <laughs> so, do you think we could? There's a lucrative business for selling Holden badges. Possibly. Should we send you a bag over? Because <laughs> yeah. we don't want any Chevs. No, no, no. No bow ties. <laughs> but yeah, when we pulled up at the hotel, there was a VA Caprice with a shirt badge. Yeah. I mean, is, is there any squiggly writing on the dashboards inside? They're on the mirrors. You, you get an you get you get two handbooks when you buy a car here. One is in um, what we would call English. <laughs> one is is one is in Mr. Squiggles language, <laughs> which you have to read back to front, by the way. <laughs> and, and that and that's that's why on a road sign that. The squiggles are justified right. Are they? Haven't you noticed that? <laughs> no, I've It goes like Abu Dhabi and then over here it's like squiggles. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the other way, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, the, because you, you read from right, yeah. read from right yeah. to left. But what's really annoying is in Arabic there are no vowels. So you'll be reading a street map or driving down a street and you'll see the same street because it goes on for hours, ages, and it's spelled differently as you go down the street because the vowels are different because there's no vowels in Arabic. <laughs> Go figure that. I know. <laughs> Maybe they can eat a Conab sandwich. 
I might get chucked in jail for talking about it. <laughs> so, Formula One was here recently. What, did it put on a spectacle? I mean, we went to the hotel there last night. Um, if you, I think we were right there on that that's that restaurant. Yeah, that, that balcony. Yeah, we're looking across. If you got to sit there, you'd be getting a good view. Oh yeah, I mean, but you wouldn't be able to get to sit there. Wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to actually get to sit there. It would be thirty no, friends. You'd, wouldn't you'd it? be struggling to get a booking at a table there. Yeah. To put it to put it bluntly, yeah. <laughs> Unless you were who, one of Bernie's friends or one of Christian's friends, or because all these hotels, the whole complex gets taken by teams. It's all teams that stay here. So how do the? Because it looks like there's a lot. There's a lot of plebs spots. I don't want to sit in the sun up there. It's hot. You've got, you've got a shade. Yeah, but it looks very plebby. It is a bit plebeian over there. <laughs> like, and they, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, this grandstand here is not so bad because at least you can see a bit of stuff coming down the back straight. But if you're in the next grandstand down here, you see jack shit. All you can see is basically here, where we are. Same as Melbourne. <laughs> You've been to Melbourne F1, haven't you? Yep, and there's just there. absolutely nothing going on, isn't yeah. there? But saying if you go down the other parts of the circuit, down towards the uh, where the race school is, down towards Ferrari World, which is the that stupid chicane thing. Now that's gone. You um, you get a you get a good view of probably 30, 40 percent of the track. Shit out racing, and you don't see any passing anything at all. But you see a lot of cars on track, which is. Um, now, we went to Ferrari World yesterday, and we ran into, can you believe it, Cameron McConville, Mick Perkett, Clark Quinn, and Damien Flack. And then, there they were, on the track, running around in radicals last night. I have a feeling that we could have just organised that for a little bit of a run for ourselves. Could we have done this? And then we, stumbling around today, a Formula One car was found. Yeah, the race school is... Um one end of the race school at Yaz is a, is a car racing museum. The other part of it is a um, pay your way, unfortunately. But there's whole whole array of cars you can take around and buzz around. So we could have done that. Yeah, yeah. But, but we we weren't to know. I may even have in my book vouchers for the race school. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. We. Uh... I don't know how it would work now though, so close to the race meeting. He's got, the, he's, got the, he's got the pegs for standing up, doing. I've got a theory around about this part of the world with bikes. If this guy, if you see, get a look at this guy. Like back home, you got Harley riders who were gunned up. Can you do that? Can you just park your bike there like that? Well, you gave it's, it. Viewers, this is it's a uh, what is it? It's a GSXR Suzuki. It's, it's a large thing with a very Extreme, extreme tyre. Yeah, I think it's a GSXR 750 or something. But here, like back back in the rural where you have guys who ride bikes, whether they're Harleys or Ducatis or sport bikes, they're generally quite manly. Yeah. The um, the, the local bikers here are generally not a bit less manly. How would we have got our hands on one of those radicals last night? How would those guys have got their hands? Yeah, just the, so we know for the future. 
So you just book ahead. It just basically you can be a nobody and get a drive of the things. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, I've never done it myself, so I. But I think it's as simple as make a booking at the race school, and you can um, pay your thousand dirhams, which is three hundred bucks, for your session, driving session, with a either with a tutor or, or by yourself. But um, if you're someone like McConville or Percat, you need a tutor. Oh, doors are probably open for them. No, no, they need to. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, they would actually. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> this is not a serious show about motor. What do you think, mate? <laughs> I was only talking about as far as the paying to the payment element. Yeah, well, they, probably, they probably need to work out a pay for things as well. But, uh, you know, the, the kind of guys that like to sun themselves on the beach with their mates, you know, during the day, they're just... They're, it's what they like. They're, they're quite... Social media aware that a lot of them, and I, I admire that. Do you think that yeah, is that a, is that a positive? Oh well, you know, like uh, one needs to be socially media aware these days, and um, <clears throat> even if you're a friend of someone on Facebook and then you run into them and they don't realise you're a friend, it, you know, that's they, a bit awkward. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then. It's awkward to be the one being brushed, I mean. I know what you mean. So the lesson is choose your friends. <laughs> Click your friends wisely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so don't unfriend me, by the way, now. <laughs> so, uh... We've not that long already. Burger time. Oh, no, JP would say that. <laughs> really? It's a bit like that. The time flies, you're having fun. <laughs> Oh, he Seriously, you watch this guy, you have pink hair, brushed helmet, or you have something fluorescent on him. <laughs> or we'll have flip flops on or something. He's got a bit of weight on him. He's a bit, <laughs> a bit more boggier. That would be funny if he hit that. He's also hasn't got quite consecutive number plates. No, <clears throat> but that's alright. Um, look, better order up oh, first. Oh. Before he gets in, I mean, wait a while. Yeah. Uh, Definitely using a lot of that spring. Oh, listen, this, oh, this is with the shisha. Well, yeah, what is it? recharge your fire oh, yeah, for you. That, that's right, yeah. Should we have one? I think we should. We, we... Okay, you make, make, it ha- make it happen, Mr. Wolf. Alright. So... You, do you trust me with the flavour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you're going to have a go. Grape and mint is no, good. Man. You are. Come on. You, you don't, don't, you don't <laughs> You're an athlete. You're healthy. You can. <laughs> and it's an appetizer present, so you'll be. It's good. It's a suppressant. Appetite suppressant. But I'm like smoking. No, yeah, it's true. I, I want it. Well, it goes well with food too. Just can, can you get can you, a, a taster? Do they have like little tasters? If you ask this guy nice, he might give you a go. <laughs> sucking his stick. <laughs> just going up there. I just, I don't know, you'd have to ask me Where's for our, um, where's I'm our just, I'd like to have a try, but it just, we'll it doesn't seem... Well, we can maybe take one post, post-burger. Post-burger? <laughs> a digestive, a digestive shisha. Are you up for it, are you? Are you? Always up for it, mate. Is that right? Is oh, it... oh, my friend. Yes, sir. Are we going to have some? Yeah, uh, yeah. is there, a, is there a, like a, a small option? Can we have one to share? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Can we have grape and mint one to share? Grape and mint, please. Okay. It's coming in, viewers. So, <laughs> we've got to record, we've got to get some bubbling sound on the... Um... It'll be bubbling. It'll be bubbling. <laughs> bubbly, bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> and you watch these guys sit with guns. The, these guys are a bit fluffy, but 
you'll see, God, they have like a wall of smoke. You won't see it. It's pretty cool. I'm not that good. Does that mean? Does that mean? It's. <laughs> Take time! <laughs> you, you had to be there. Well, what's been going on the land, the tech, JP? Fuck all at your end. You fucking ever come around for weeks to do a radio show. Now you'd be listening to this one, probably not, because you haven't got any time or your Bluetooth bungling device will be half working and trying to retire and re you know, retire the old barbecue. But Theo and I, don't worry, he'll take over. Jezza will look after yeah. us. You know, we'll, we'll make it there. Don't you worry. Yeah. Speaking of tech, isn't this the biggest, oldest iPod you've ever seen? True that. I'm tempted and to call heaviest. Antiques Roadshow in. It's good, I like it. But it, it works. It takes me back it to works. my um, university days when I got a, when I first got a 20 gigabyte one, black and white screen. There's a little bit of little bit of disc noise in there, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's what we like. Well, you want to go first with tech time, or shall I? Um, I think you can lead it in. Okay, so, as usual, kind of leading into Christmas, Apple is providing their 12 Days of Christmas free promotion. Download the 12 Days of Christmas application. And Are they going to have decent every... apps this year? <laughs> Tim, come in! <laughs> Tim! How do I fucking know? JP, point. get some decent apps on. There's nothing to do with JP. He's not even listening. JP <laughs> down there, worrying about, just worrying about the barbecue and how you're going to be able to not dry the meat out once again for Christmas with your overwrapped bacon and your inattentive behaviour. Don't say bacon too loud. Turkey bacon. <laughs> Thank you. Veal bacon. <laughs> Get download those free applications. Why not? There's yeah. been some good ones. Do you know that? I mean, you're, you're, I how are you going with your iPhone 3G? I mean, when are you getting the 3GS? 3GS? 3GS. Speaking of fire. The designer crack screen. <laughs> No one's got a crack quite like it. Nathan, this is viewers, this is Nathan's first great air hot exercise. He, he hasn't quite learnt that it's a sarcastic show, but he'll have to give the shit back. He'll give me the shit back after the show, I'm sure. As he's been doing most of the time. In fact, he, he, he flew over high tech. Absolutely high tech, and it's a it's a good trick. The Bose the noise cancelling headphones wasn't listening to anything; just cancelled out me, my snoring, and everyone else's on the plane. I really enjoyed it. But the the highest tech experience you've had so far would have to be the, and you, you'll have to tell us about it. Is the key up you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do they have Bluetooth? 
could you, if you, how would you run that round Bathurst, mate? Give us the tips. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Give us Apart the. From, um, and he, by the way, here's a brick. How about you talk us a lap around in the Kia Picanto? <laughs> oh, you'd hold that thing flat to the balls <laughs> and you'd rag the crap out of it. <laughs> the and also mount every curb you could find with that thing, as we have been doing on this trip so far. <laughs> now, there was a bit of high tech at, at uh, Ferrari World yesterday on the, uh, the simulators. Yeah, this, 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 this guy's got a scooter. Your mates are turned up. <laughs> this is a Honda Golding exactly. motorbike with a with a doof doof in it. How did you manage to set up that um, that that gear change setup on that uh, Ferrari we were running around gas yesterday in the simulators? Where it... <laughs> <laughs> the neck yeah, how did you get that? <laughs> I don't know, but I definitely had to have my Hans device on that simulator <laughs> when we change gears. Because <laughs> it threw you back like nothing. More than the Kia, yeah? <laughs> it yeah. was uh, lots of... He was he shown at me. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we, locked, we locked wheels. It, it, basically, it was like he was the Rodney Jane in the Marcus oh. Sikanovic accident. Which... I think we should rewind a little bit to talk about the, the championship end at Hobus, which were only a couple of days ago. Stage fright? <laughs> which championship were you talking about? Yeah, supercars. <laughs> Wink Up got his fifth title. Lounsey come the bridesmaid again for the third, third year in a row. Yeah. Lounzo. So, good old Lounsey. Lounsey went around. No, it's Lounzo. Lounzo. We, we swap the Y's and the O's. Okay. So it's Richie. <laughs> Not Richie. Richie for Richie Rich. <laughs> Frosto. Frosto. Frosto and Richie. <laughs> Frosto. Or Mr. Mostert will be in a Pepsi Max car next year with Frosto. Hmm. It, it, Mosto and Frosto. Holy hell. <laughs> and um, and the, the, the chin had a good day. No, the... Oh, Timmy Slade. <laughs> he always has some clinging around, doesn't he? <laughs> Good chinny for knacking on. <laughs> but there was a pretty, there was a big shunt there, and it was very unfortunate because Marcus Sagan had got a new car. And it was give us a history of that car. Uh, it come, it was Davy Reynolds' car from 2012. Uh, come runner up the Bathurst. Uh, super cheap auto, one thousand. The brown fifty-two D car. Yeah, that one. With the hand painted bonnet. <laughs> and Josh Evans bought it. Um, ran out of cash. Beginning of the year, Evans Motorsport, and then um, ran out of cash and had to sell it. And Marcus picked it up for a cheap bill tab. And he wanted to go out, get a few miles under his belt before the new season next year at Homebush, and. Happened to get tagged down the start of their last race of the last uh, last round of the series, and 
That's for yeah, say. It all ended in tears after that. Bit of a mess uh, from where we were standing at the uh, destination New South Wales corporate box, looking down on the accident as it happened uh, in real time. Really, in real time, I might add, with a, uh, a Cooper's clear uh, in our hands. In fact, we actually ran into Glenn's brother, Phil Cooper, who's actually real, real, with the real Cooper stand-up, Phil. Um, and it was, uh, it was it was pretty exciting being up there. I mean, looking down on it all, you know, <coughs> the luxuriousness of it and the theft of the odd theft. Thank you, my friend. Ooh, the theft of the odd. I suppose it would only be fair that the Sydney 500 V8 supercar hat cap should be donated to you. <laughs> And it went out with a big bang in the last round. <laughs> what? Oh. what is that? I've got, to, I've got to do a shot. Sorry, viewers, we've had an interruption here. Come on, <laughs> yeah, this is the hero. I'm going to get some smoke up. Let me get some smoke up. Hold on, and some bubbles. Oh, this is be a good slow motion. Smoking, is it? No, no. but it, it'll tickle your throat. So you got to, um, you got to, got to have a laugh. Yeah, have a go. Well, he won't be, he won't be drug tested tomorrow, will he? You got to give it some. <laughs> You've got to get the bubbles up, man. I got no no, take a couple of like, have, have a in a bit, in a bit, out a bit, keep some, in a bit more, out a bit, keep some. That's it. Then let it all out in one big go. Come on, Johnny, get up. Next. Your turn. Get your nip. <laughs> and we'll listen in on your bubbly noise. <laughs> And it's quite sort of minty, sort of fresh, soothing-ish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's quite soothing, isn't it? A couple, of, a couple of lamb chops. But... <laughs> oh, bacon on that hand. <laughs> La- Could you do lamb bacon? But it's a bit hard to know. You don't inhale it, do you? You, oh, you take it in. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah, yes. Blow out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, so you I, take I it thought in. you just take it into here. I mean, it's. it's so it's like a real job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Where are some nachos? That <laughs> 90 year old's looking like a glamour. <laughs> Nick, Nick, one of his bikes. Oh, 
All right, I'll take my little condom back. All right, I'll, I'll insert mine. You do that, not a condom. <laughs> Whatever. Well, viewers, look, you know. Oh, I'll do a nose one. <laughs> He's definitely ready for dragon racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you see that, uh, that Theo has, has got into the, the funnel. It's actually pretty cool. I'm feeling a bit. It's good for your sinuses, too. It's cleared my sinuses up. Actually, i got a story about this. My grandmother, um, she came to visit us a couple of years ago. She's, she must be nearly 89 now. And in the summertime here, it's really, really thick, dusty. And if you know what old Greek ladies like, they're king hypochondriacs. So I managed to convince her that shisha was medicinal. So I got a photo of my grandmother having shisha. That was pretty cool. And it was some kind of miracle drug for her. It worked for her. <laughs> I'll just rotate the coals. you got to keep the coals. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Because yeah, you, yeah. you don't want to dry the syrup out because then it goes shit out. So when, when we run out of fire, the munchkin's going to come and give us some, some new uh, some more fire. Come on, you two porcupines. <laughs> get around the, get there and there. Come off of the, oh, yeah. the, the, the official radio oh, hop out. Hold that. Oh. Down there. Get down low. Come on. We get there. Go, come you guys. You can get in there. There's a fungus dog right in there. Someone's in. Come on. That's all. Get over there. Oh. Right. That's it. You're going to back. You can have your one. It just, you've got to come along. How much did we charge Jezza to come on the show for the first time? Oh, huge amount. So I got a good deal, did I? <laughs> we both got a good deal. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> nice Johnny's getting high on air. <laughs> Righto. That's enough. Just take your thing out. That's what she said. <laughs> I think it's time to. I think it's time to put this on pause for a moment. Yeah. Just, just for a moment, because I think it's time to pause, uh, and we might come back later. Right, we're back, but on a rather unusual subject, of which I've never heard anything about, <laughs> called homoeroticism. Mr. Squiggle, can you bring us up to speed on that? Because, I'd, and and I'll just say that not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, it, it appears yeah. that uh, there's, it's a rather strict culture over here. Yeah, it's very strict here. I mean, you love them, that, aren't you, Nate? Over there, right? Nathan here working Nathan's, the fire here. He's, he's, he's the, the fire starter. He's loving it. Fire you, want to, you want to get over here quick, go? Do you want to homoeroticize the um, the tip and have a quick go? <laughs> But, you know, obviously you won't get yourself a gay Mardi Gras down the corniche of Abu Dhabi, which is the, the main drag of Abu Dhabi. <laughs> when is it in March or whenever we have it? But, <laughs> like all things in the Emirates, I've been told, let me happily marry two kids, let me put it there. Oh, but if you kill me, <laughs> if you know where to look. And is it okay to say, because there won't be class in irons, <laughs> because I do believe it, I do believe it. 
you know, they were just allowed to see who they were marrying and, and have a drink. It would solve all the problems in the Middle East. Oh, yeah. The problem is it's the surprise. Like, eyes are nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's like we have back in Australia with those massive sunglasses. You know, the... Um... <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, she looks there right. you go. No, but if you want a bit of eye candy, like if you go to the lingerie stores around here. Oh. oh. There's nothing left. Nice that at all. He's taken it all. And yeah, we're next to the airport, by the way. <laughs> the, the airport that we should have flown into. <laughs> I think I might have forgotten to tell you that. Sorry. Johnny's just trying to work the shisha here. Oh, I tell you. I've got to work it oh, But, uh, yeah, yeah so. you've you got to be... you got to be up front. So, where should we start? Should we talk about the homoeroticism or should we talk about the heteroeroticism no, I think first? This is, well, <laughs> anything you like before you get on to tell us about... Because it's barbecue time for you. Before we get on to barbecues, because folks say this fuck all barbecues. <laughs> but then... Like, tell a story, any story. Alright. Radio Hot Lab's about a conversation. Yeah, this well, is what it was about. You don't have to have, yeah. a, have anything specific. Continuing the homoeroticism theme, just for quick for a moment, the, the key, the main pickup joints in Abu Dhabi actually are generally shisha cafes. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife's not here tonight. And it's I'm with two anniversary. guys. <laughs> I'm already worried about you. <laughs> no, I'm straight to you. That's all good. <laughs> Listen, I work at KBC Television, so don't you worry. I'm good with that. <laughs> no, but um, there is... It's um, publicly very discreet, obviously, but there is... What? When you see smoke, there's fire. <laughs> no, but maybe under the table. Generally where you have shisha and motorbikes, generally where you are. <laughs> Especially two guys teed up. <laughs> it seems to be most planes fly out of here late at night. It's just yeah. a lot of nighttime stuff. Yeah, generally because of the whole um, leaving either the east or the west in the afternoon, you arrive at... You're in the middle of the world. Stupid o'clock, yeah. Um, Which... What is, man? Flying in at two o'clock in the morning with two kids—it's a fucking nightmare. Is that, that's pretty much like all, the, like you said, all the places are geared up for people coming in at that hour. Yeah, and actually, for business, it works quite well because you can turn up at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, go to your hotel, have and there's service there. Oh yes, totally serviced. Everything, everything's open. Have a couple of hours kip, then turn up for nine o'clock meeting in a relatively productive state of mind. Then you can fluff off afterwards. Shouldn't be bad. Bubbly bubbly afterwards. Oh yeah, bubbly he's, bubbly. He's loving it. He's loving it. He's loving it. Yeah. He just sweats it. So, barbecues. Now, you made some excellent culinary recommendations, those of which we haven't really taken up, but uh, not, not, not for uh, uh, not wanting to, but the tyranny of distance, I guess. Correct. So I think I mean, this place is 
aside from the pork fact, obviously, this place is, is a fair culinary delight with, you know, from gold-crusted cappuccinos to truffle-coated pizzas to, um, more importantly, amazing barbecue restaurants and barbecue joints, one of which comes to mind at the Intercontinental called Chamas, which is your... I don't know if... Do you have Brazilian churrasco bars in Australia? Is that a term which anyone's familiar with? I don't know what it means either, but I think it's like... Shaved. Sounds sounds cool. Sounds impressive. But it's... When you arrive, they'll give you a, a coaster, which is on one side red, on one side green, and if you have up the green, the guys come oh, with the... Yeah, actually, I have heard about that. It basically says, green, bring more food, red, fuck no, off. don't bring yeah. more food. Yeah, or you can, like, have the green to see what it is, and if it's like a duck hub, I'm saying... And so it's, yeah. it's, it's multilingual. It's totally. Yeah, so you just go, uh, you want it? I don't want it. I yeah. want it. I want or I'm just going to have a quick It's a bit spell. like tin, Tinder. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to. I want to. But Adam's locked that site in this country, I'll tell you. Man. We found some stuff. You, you tell me found where. some stuff. <laughs> I had to buy a VPN to find stuff. <laughs> and even then it was hard. Mate. <clears throat> Pardon me. The, um, the trick for Churrasco bars is have the green up early and then. Because the good stuff comes early, then goes away, then comes back again later. So you got to got to pace right. yourself, and ah. so you don't want to fill up on bloody sausages and stuff, do you? When oh, couscous. What is that? The stuff you have around here. Exactly. It's Moroccan tagine junk garbage stuff. It's sand. Yeah. <laughs> Rolled set. Usually it's about an hour five. So, yeah, the prime ribs and the briskets come out later in the night. That's briskets. What you, that's what you got to save yourself for. Nathan's <laughs> jigging on his chair. Going, When's it my turn on the machine? I'll be joking. No, he's got the coals ready for. I've taken all. I'll, I'll get your coals for you. Hold on. Come on. You and you. I'll even cook them for you. <laughs> we see our munchkin, I'll get him to replace the fire. Turn around, Nate. It's only fair that you're going to have a tough. You've got to have the yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what else for it to have as a backdrop? I'll, I'll have the tongs. Let me get out. It's your shot. Hold on. Go, viewers, this is it. Go. Don't be conscious, That's it. Oh, that's perfect. We got it. Is it just me or are those lights flickering on the hotel? Flickering. They look like a wave. There is something in there. That's it, too. But, uh, yeah, that, this place, it said, you said go into town and they cut up the meat and all yeah. that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you get your table, you get your knife and fork, and they give you a set of tongs to, to take, as they slice, you take with the tongs. It's great. And at uh, truffle pizza? <laughs> truffle pizzas, I mean, they are to die for. But you only get, like, two truffles, mind you. Two shaved little fluffets of truffle, but... Nothing like something, nothing like a little bit of something shaved. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's plenty of good stuff here to find. Which brings None us... the Fujitsu drivers. <laughs> And that is 
the end of the year of motor racing. Well, for now, but there'll be a review, no doubt, of the, <laughs> the golf 12 hour of what's happened when I get back or when we get back or perhaps even on the trip back, perhaps even at the airport, will Nathan find the missing red seal that Beck needs? <laughs> will he get his gold quantum status? Ooh. Will the meeting with an unknown person who can't be named tomorrow may go and say, Platinum for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doors are open, my friend. Come, come. <laughs> open the door. Disarm doors. Get out. That's almost magic carpet status. Commissioners Club. Yeah. Yeah. You know about that, don't you? You know a bit more about because I noticed that you've been saying that you've been. <laughs> Two minutes to go. Count down. <laughs> Just get on your hubbly bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't have any more. I can't have any more. He's bubbled out. He's hubbed away. Take the dildo with you there. Yeah. You go and give us a go. You've been travelling up the front more than you, more than you, more than you make out, haven't you? I wish it were true, but um, if you travel on. Um, what's known as Her Majesty's Service when we get up the front, but when you travel as a mortal, unfortunately, you're down. No longer. Tony Abbott has decreed that nothing can be, nothing is, no stones will be left unturned. That's only for federal, though, isn't it? That wouldn't trickle down to the states, would it? Surely, trickle down. It's trickled down, but there is an exemption for the Minister of the Arts. Well, if if you're going to look after someone, you got to look after someone. And major events, New South Wales, because it's only fair. It's it's you know that authority and priority and, and stature are managed and, and uh, from because they're handed down from generation to generation. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. From generation to generation. And here we see a man who is <laughs> to take on that role. And as we come in to our last 40 seconds of the show, I don't think we've ever had to time a show before, but JP would be on my case about it. One must say, thank you. I've had a pleasure, thank you. Thank you for coming to visit. Thank you, Abu Dhabi. Thank you. Yes, Marie. <laughs> Please come back. Everyone come. And uh, we'll report back to you a little later when we find out whether it's the McLaren mm. or the Lamborghini that Nathan will be clambering to get his hands on. But thanks for uh, stopping by. I, I forgot to ask one, the key question I forgot to ask. He's over time. He's over time. It's all right. It's a quick it's a yes or no question. It's a yes or no. Has has Yas Marina experience lived up more the shisha, lived up to the expectations? I was not expecting to get quite such a dry mouth. You can no, no comment is sufficient. Have you have you enjoyed your visit so well, far? I look to the like Emirates? I'm disenjoying it. Good, right answer. <laughs> but uh, look, we might just put it on hold there, uh, and and we we'll go into just third final overtime. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, golden point or whatever we call it. That's right. Okay, so we're, we're going to get a bit of meat.
no uh, turkey bacon and come back. What do you think about that, Nathan? Yep, sounds good to me. <laughs> Actually, we've got to round it up because we're on red power. Yeah. And uh, as folks would say, you've just enjoyed or you've just missed episode 261 of Radio Hot Lap. And thanks for listening, viewers. And Shukran, viewers. Um, I don't, Mahaba is hello, but. We don't want Mahaba. <laughs> I should have said that an hour ago, sorry. <laughs> well, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed. CYFL. Thank you.